Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Green Solution has 18 locations in Colorado, and it's the place to get your marijuana edibles, concentrates, and more. Download their app or go to mygreensolution.com and use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. It's quick and easy to use. They've got an express checkout to get you in and out in a flash. No lines, no waiting, the best prices for the best quality. Check out the Green Solution today. to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Not only will Strava Craft Coffee help you awake, but it'll also help you recover. And Zach, we are in the awake and recovering phase of our trip to Indianapolis. Coming to you from Denver today, Andrew Mason still in Indianapolis. But I believe last night I doubled the amount of sleep I got at any point during that trip to Indianapolis. <laughs> oh, you're going to need extra strength Strava Craft coffee today and a lot of it. Which, I know I can speak for myself. Oh, yes, they do. And I will be tapping into that today. And maybe you hear we have a little more energy in our voices today. Slightly more. Um, I feel like I'm dealing with a little hoarse, a little raspiness. Uh, but it really just adds to the effect. You know, this is an audio medium after all. You can't see what type of shape I'm in, but you can hear it. Um, I think we did a, from the comments, I think we did a good job of uh, of changing our tone yesterday for the listeners. It really got to some of them. Yes, uh, apparently in, in more ways than one. Maybe some tingling sensations. <laughs> uh, there's not much to describe out here today. It's not. It looks nice. Yeah, it's, it's warm. nice. It's a nice day. There's sun, yeah. which we hadn't seen since that we left. That is so Denver. true. We literally <laughs> are seeing infinite more sun right now than we saw at any point in India, Indianapolis. Yeah, I kid you not. I don't think the sun came out. We were there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Three days, no sun. Not even close. Like not even. Oh, it's like looks like the sky might part. It was like no. There is a ceiling 
above us that just stayed there the whole time. Yeah, and I think the first time I said, we haven't seen the sun yet, you said, we haven't seen the top of any of the buildings in downtown yet. Totally true. <laughs> yes. So uh, it was a good time. We miss Mace. Again, I said it yesterday, but he deserves a medal yeah. for uh, the the type of a warrior he was on that trip. I'd never in in to be to be totally honest here, he kept saying, "All right, I'm gonna get. I gotta get home early tonight yep. because I gotta get up at 6:45 tomorrow morning." And we're like, "Yeah, dude, definitely. Don't worry about it." But both times, he stayed out. Until very last call with the rest of us. He certainly did. And then still got up in the morning. So, Mace, we love you. Okay. Interesting, conflicting reports out there in the last 24 hours. And I put reports (laughs) in air quotes here. Uh, Conflicting rumors? Sure. On Derek Wolf and his future with the Broncos. We'll start with the easy one, which came in from Mike Kliss last night as we were flying home from Indianapolis. And it comes in at 8.49 p.m. Remember that. 8.49 p.m. Okay. That, yep. I didn't know that was um, notable, but I, I now have remembered <laughs> that. 8.49 p.m. He says, Zach? He says, Per source, Broncos met with Derek Wolf's respected agent, Andrew Kessler, today in Indy. Source close to Wolf termed the meeting, quote, positive. Good news, right? I would say so. I would definitely say that's good news. Do you think um, Mike would ever tweet, like, Broncos met with Chris Harris's not respected agent? <laughs> meeting, quote, didn't go very well. <laughs> Quote, things are tenuous. The end is nigh. <laughs> My guess is probably not. Okay. Um, but I know someone who may. <laughs> <laughs> the other quote-unquote report or rumor here came in from Johnny Bolin. <laughs> what you say? Didn't, didn't think we'd be going to him for sources. I didn't either. But there's a lot to a, a lot here. So... Let me just literally there's a lot. Yeah, there is. Uh, let me just read you what this says. It is a screenshot of a conversation which is at the very least being it's it says it's with Derek Wolf. Yes. Can we confirm that? Absolutely not. Right. And that's important to realize. I'll, I'll let you continue. Okay, um, I'll start, I guess. He texts, Johnny Bolin texts Derek, love you, Wolfie, which I guess he got from, did Vance get that from Johnny or did Johnny get that from Vance? Hey, we know that they hung out, at least on one occasion. We do know that. (laughs) Wolf responds, love you too, bro. I've officially played my last season as a Bronco, brother. Johnny responds, me too. So, hold on. I, I just want to – do we even go through the rest of this yet, or we just stop at Derek? Yeah, text? we should probably stop right okay. there. Let's we'll, stop we'll before, we, before we muddy the waters even further. So, the biggest thing here is Johnny Bolins played his last season with the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got 
Derek telling Johnny, so it appears, allegedly, that he's played his last season as a Bronco. That text, and now I understand why you're telling me the time, 4.41 p.m. Yep. This message put was screenshotted and put out by Johnny Bolin at 5.47 p.m., so three hours before Mike Kliss. Do, is there a world we can live in where the meeting between Derek Wolf's oh-so-respected agent and the Broncos took place after this text exchange? Sure. I guess there is. Would I think that it happened in those three hours? No. I personally don't. Okay. But it could have. There's three hours there. Yep. But why? it is odd that Derek was so headstrong on one side of things. And this text is coming in at 441. Allegedly. And according to Mike, yes, allegedly, according to Mike, they uh, met in Indy. So at this time, when Mike's tweeting this, it's 11 p.m. And when Derek texted Johnny, it was allegedly, actually, uh, allegedly it was 640 p.m. So, sure, they could have been meeting at 7 p.m. or later, but there was a full day before Derek Wolf allegedly texted Johnny Bolin. Hmm. I mean, these things are so far away from each other, I don't even know what to make of it. Yeah, they, they really are. I mean, the guy that breaks the most news with the Broncos <laughs> is saying one thing, and on the other side you have... Johnny Bolin, um, who posts a lot of different things. Did we things. even say that he posted this on Instagram? It, on his Instagram yeah, story? Yeah, on, on Instagram at, One of at Super Bolin. About 100 dispatches from Johnny Bolin yesterday. Which we'll are say all now This gone. one was the only... Eh, one of very few that were relevant in any way. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's my thing. It, could he have bought another phone we know he's very wealthy he could have bought another phone and uh, you know made this and then had this conversation with himself he could have done that he could have had a friend do it um but this isn't something he johnny bolin has a lot of crazy things on his instagram he has never like tried to break news before <laughs> he has never um you know, tried to seem really cool to, well, yes, he has, but he, he's never broke news through, through this source before. I have no reason to believe that he would make this up or that he would go to lengths to, uh, out Derek Wolf, I guess. So I have no reason to believe that this conversation isn't with Derek Wolf, but it is important that every time we say it, that we don't know that for sure, but I just don't know why he would do this with Derek Wolf. The most, the thing that makes it the most believable to me is that one of the texts was green. <laughs> I don't know why. That just seems like <laughs> it makes it more real. It does. Well, and we do know that yesterday Derek was on a beach somewhere. Maybe it was hard for him to get service mm. at times. Now we're really getting, getting the <laughs> detective gloves out. All this is to say, I, I don't know where things stand with Derek Wolf. Um, I think. Derek is can be dramatic at times. Then I could see how he would be texting in that way, even though it might not be necessarily true. Um, I don't think that Kliss made up 
whatever report he got. I don't either. Um, and so I think the reality is somewhere in the middle, which is the most believable reality, that the Broncos and Derek Wolf just touched base for the first time yesterday. Now, I will say this. Oh, God, this is so convoluted. <laughs> I will say this. If Derek sent that text after the meeting, then it changes everything. How? Because that means that his agent met with the Broncos, called up Derek, and he was very upset about something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when Johnny reached out to allegedly Derek, at ele- it was at 11.50 a.m. when he said, love you, Wolfie, sent us a text message, green. When Wolf allegedly responded, five hours later, and he just provided this information. So maybe it was right after a call from from his agent. It's I'll tell you what. I definitely think and thought Shelby Harris was gone. Um Chris Harris Jr appears to be his way out of all of those guys outside of Justin Simmons. I thought Wolf was the closest one to coming back. Never thought it was a guarantee, but I thought it was way closer that he was coming back that he was leaving. I'm not going to lie. This did change it for me a little bit. And but I do think you made a great point, Ryan. Derek Wolf and other players, but Derek can definitely be dramatic about a, a variety of a variety of things. And uh, also, if Derek sent this text to Johnny, it's not like he sent it to a reporter wanting him to, wanting this information to get out. Yeah, he probably you know it seems like you know these these guys are friends, and he was just you know give him a heads up about this. So it could be it could be emotional there as well. Should be noted that that post, along with hundreds of others from yesterday, <laughs> have all been deleted at this point. Yes, and I definitely don't think that this means that Derek Wolf has played his last down as a Bronco. Um, I think it, it means that in that moment he might have felt that way. Yeah. And uh, yesterday was his birthday, and he was with friends. Their emotions may have been high. I'll I'll say that. Mm. So it it could have been an emotional text, too, certainly. Well, that's an interesting topic to cover here. I think to end this... Do we continue with the rest of this text? Oh, well, I want to put a a, a bow bow on this. Okay. Derek Wolf, a Bronco next season or not? Well, there's other news today that makes me lean more toward yes, and that's that the Chiefs will franchise tag Chris Jones. Like I said, Shelby Harris, I believe, is gone. You can't just let everyone leave and not sign anyone because there's also a feeling that the 49ers may may re-sign Eric Armstead. I'm going to say no. Wow. Even saying all of that. But, it, I mean, it's 51% no, 49% yes. That's the first time I've ever felt that switch this offseason with Derek. I say yes. I how, say how close? Um, 60-40. Okay, so fairly close, though. Yeah, but still feeling pretty confident that he's Bronco. They just – they have to, right? That's what – you can't lose Shelby, Gotsis, and Derek and not bring anyone else in. Yeah, Adam, too. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, you, you can't you can't let him go. And this was you know what could have happened. This was the initial talk, and I'm I think it was the initial talk. And uh, in initial talks, you're probably pretty far off, right? One side could read that as positive because they set up another meeting to talk again. And so one side could be saying, okay, it's good. We're not completely cut off, right? And the other side could be saying, we're $5 million off per year. This is bad. That agent, let's say that's the bad side, goes and tells Derek, oh, they're $5 million off. Derek goes, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be back. The Broncos say, hey, we got another meeting set up for next week. I feel positive about this. And Mike Kliss finds that out, and that's how you get these two. So these, these can all be true at the same time. Mm, maybe it was like a date where you just didn't necessarily read the other side of the room very well. You're like, yeah, man, I asked her if she wanted to go out again. She said yes, and she's like, oh, my God. He asked me if I wanted to go out again, and I was just on the spot. That's why I said yes. And I said okay. Yeah, I said sure. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> and I had to split the bill with him. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of 60-40, that reminds me of a funny story about my sister who went out on a date with a guy. She was set up <laughs> by my parents, which is why this story lives in folklore in my family. Didn't really want to go, but went anyway. And at the end of the, at the, end of the night, he said, you know what? I really like you. So let's split this 60 no. <laughs> What? <laughs> I've never heard of something like that. Actually, I think it was slightly different. The waitress came and said, how do you guys want to do the bill? And he said, well, I really like her, so <laughs> let's do it 60-40. Oh, my God. And this was after he had ordered like an extravagant amount of things at an expensive restaurant in Vail. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I feel so bad for your sister. Me too. Was but that the last time? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Also, probably the last time she ever let my parents set her up on a date. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> um, okay. Now we have to get to part two of this alleged exchange so to recap Derek he says love you Derek love you Wolfie he says love you too I've officially played my last season as a Bronco brother and Johnny says me too <laughs> which which could be funny but it also could I guess lead to the next question from Derek and Derek doing uh the important work here says they gonna sell Johnny says, yes. Mm. Derek responds, end of an era. Johnny responds, they crucified Jesus. Which, Come on. I don't know. I, I've read it a hundred <laughs> times and I can't, I can't not crack up. I just don't know what it, it's so, I, I guess to understand why we're laughing you have to realize like you have to have seen these stories because he just <laughs> says the most random things and it's like sometimes you wonder if he's i don't even know what the he just he says things that i feel like make sense to him and no one else right 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 and uh, and we don't there's so much content surrounding what he posts occasionally and we are sensitive 
to, to that because a lot of people believe and hope that he should be getting help, and we completely agree with that. But this this was relevant, uh, so so that that's why it's important to 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 talk about and give you guys the full context. But yes, he he did say that. So yeah, I mean, there's multiple kind of sides to this. You can live in a world where all of this stuff is pretty dark, right? And that sucks, honestly. Um, and you do hope that. If he needs help, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, not based on this text exchange, right. just kind of based on the full context. Um, and also, it surely illuminates a lot of extra drama within the Bolin family that we probably wouldn't be privy to otherwise. Um, but then the other side of it is, I mean, some of the stuff he says is pretty funny. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's off the chain hilarious. <laughs> and then Derek finishes the conversation at least for that moment, says, you all right? With a period. And then he's had another screenshot in which he said, yes, he is. Did you, did you yeah, get that one? Yeah, I, I didn't get it, but he said, like, I'm really great. Yeah, like, I'm doing as, as good as I have in a while. It was a long journey yep. type of stuff. Um, so good to hear that from Johnny. Yes, we, know we that's can only hope it's yeah. true. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, so the juicy thing there is, Derek, like you said, doing the good work for us. Are they going to sell? Johnny, just with a straight yes. And how about that? After yesterday on this very podcast, we said people in Indianapolis aren't operating as it seems like they're going to sell. They're just talking in absolutes. Mm -hmm. When the Broncos sell the team X, Y, Z. Yep. And uh, we said, you know, they they don't have this emotional attachment to the Bolins. They just see it what it is. Ryan. Who probably has the biggest attachment to the Bolins, to Pat Bolin, to continuing this legacy, to the Denver Broncos? If it's one person, it may be Johnny Bolin himself. Now, obviously, it seemed like 10, 15 years ago that there was a pretty clear path on how the Broncos are going to be passed down. A lot of people believe that was through Johnny Bolin. He was going oh, yeah. to be to be the next owner. And what for many, many, many reasons, that's clearly not going to happen anymore. But it's not like Johnny Bolin, since the time he he could make his own decisions, has been wanting this team to sell so he could have, you know, what, four hundred, two hundred million dollars in his pocket. He wanted to be his dad. He wanted to live in his dad's footsteps and, and own the Denver Broncos. And he's at the point where he's saying that they're going to sell. Now, we talked about how Derek has a flair for the dramatic. Um, That would be a massive understatement about Johnny Bolin. Yes. Uh, So, again, grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't live in the world where this wasn't Johnny saying this because he posted it on his own thing. Right. So we can't not like, unlike Derek, we don't have to say allegedly with everything we say about what Johnny said. Um, but at the very least, he feels like that's what's going to happen at this point. Now he might not know one way or the other for certain, but that's what he feels like at this point. And we can also uh, get to a place where we say, like, that might be what he wants at this point because he, it's become abundantly clear to him that he's not going to be the owner. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And also, it's become clear from everything we know 
um, behind the scenes and what's been out in the public that Johnny isn't necessarily um, the first person that's that's talked about in this conversation on, on selling. It's not like he's the first person in the loop with this stuff. No, I would probably guess that he's the last. Right. Eight, literally eighth place. Not seven anymore. No. Um, but like I said, it becomes even more relevant based on the fact that everyone we talked to in Indianapolis believe the Broncos are going to sell. Um, and here's another sad part of this whole thing. I think a one year ago today, we were in a world where most Broncos fans wanted to stay within the Bullen family. Yes. Even though there was some drama going on, it was a little bit here and there. I don't think Broncos fans care anymore. I mean, they obviously care about who the team is, but I don't think they care if it's the Bullens. Right. And I think we're moving towards a place where a lot of Broncos fans would prefer the team be sold. And soon. I mean, I don't know how many followers Johnny Bullen has on Instagram, but a lot of these fans are seeing this insane feud that's going on through him on there. And that's not even the feud that most people are focusing on in the media which is the one between uh, the trust and uh, Beth Bowen Wallace and Amy Clemmer and their lawsuit. Like, that's, you know, the formal drama that's going on. And then there's this informal drama going on that we're seeing through Johnny. And it's like, I think people are getting to a place where they're just like, you know what? None of you are Pat. With all due respect to Brittany, who I think would. Um, uh, hold the Bolin name in a positive light and do a great job as the owner. I've said it a million times. I think Broncos fans have got to the point where like they're like, even if Brittany is great, I don't know if it's worth all of this other drama just to for the symbolism of keeping the team within the Bolin family. And the losing seasons don't help. Recently, people are saying, oh, well, you know, it starts from the top down, which can be fair. And when you look at the top, it's just becoming more and more and more of a mess. And it really may just, it looks like it's going to continue down that road uh, because since this trial hasn't even started. So, Ryan, I think you're 100% right. I think people have completely changed their outcome. Uh, and I, th I think they want, they're at least okay with seeing the team sold now. Whereas a year ago, they did not want that. Isn't it weird that now it seems that selling the team is the safer move in a, in a way? Yeah. Like, it just feels like you kind of get away from a lot of unnecessary stuff. Yep, exactly. And at that point, it also becomes a win-win, I think. All of the Bowling children get a large sum of money. Uh, the Broncos get a kind of fresh start. A new owner, right, as they've just found a new quarterback, in my opinion. It just it feels like it's the best thing to do, and it also kind of feels like it's only a matter of time. It does, truly, especially now that we're in the off season. Maybe a decision is made before that September trial. Now, here's an interesting question that I don't necessarily know the answer to. Does the further this drama goes hurt the value of the team? Not in the sense of it actually matters to the value, but 
someone who's buying the team has a little bit of negotiating power because they are going to probably start to understand that they're going to have no choice but to sell it. Yeah, I think so. Because if you know that something is going to be sold, but when a house enters the market, right when it's up there, it's probably it's prime value right there. The longer it's on the on the market and the more things you're able to find out that are wrong with it and uh, the value is just going to continue to go down. Yeah, and so, and let's not forget that the NFL does have the power to force a sale of the team, or at least get that ball rolling. Right. So if that happens, then you really devalue it. And I just wonder if it's best to just do this now. And the faster you do it, the the more the team will be worth, um, and just kind of get this thing rolling. And I really wonder what could happen to change this and so it stays within the bowl ends obviously we know what it is it's all of the kids coming together and backing britney is that gonna happen is that realistic how would that happen doesn't it doesn't feel like it right now no doesn't feel realistic um i guess it could happen at where beth loses her lawsuit and that was kind of her last hurrah and she just says all right I'm giving in, you know, uh, let's make Brittany the owner. And that kind of starts the the train towards everyone else getting on board too. Right. And boy, if, if she loses the lawsuit and it goes through the, the legal procedure, I would be surprised to see it go through the legal process for her just to lose it. I think if it gets to that point, I think Joe's going to say enough. I don't want more things exposed. And, well, and, that would kind of be a bad look. Um, it would be, but I think the number one thing for, for Joe is protecting Pat. And and not just personal things with Pat, but the Denver Broncos. Because that was also his baby, you know? He, he had eight kids, but the Denver Broncos were also his baby. And I think that, that Joe really, really, really respects that probably more than letting one of his kids run the team. I think so too. And, and I just think, uh, sadly, I, I think Pat Bowen would just hate what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, it, from all angles, it's honestly just become a, a you-know-what show from every side of this, whether it's the legal stuff, whether it's what we just talked about, it's all a mess. I mean, every week, every month, something new is coming out, whether it's coming from Johnny Bolin or whether it's coming from a legal document where there's another child. You know what I mean? It's like you're kind of right in saying, like, man, do they just want to put an end to this to just stop the information, the flow of information? Yeah. It just it does feel like every time there's a legal process, something new comes out and uh it's it's unfortunate i think because pat bowen carried himself with such class and grace that you just never would have imagined something like this if he was around you know he was a a stabilizing force not only for the broncos but clearly for the family and it's sad that 
the opposite of the way that he was is becoming true of this whole situation. It, yeah, it's it's a very good way to put it, Ryan. And one thing that I think will quiet all of this information and this fighting, at least publicly, is each kid walking away with a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah. And how do you get a couple hundred million dollars? Well, you sell an organization that's worth $3 billion. At least. At least for now. Right. All right. Well, what's worth $3 billion to me? One pint of Breckenridge Brews. <laughs> it's that damn good? It's that damn good. Uh, Colorado Core is one that we haven't talked about quite as much recently, but I love it because it's completely unique. Um, when we were out at a bar the other night, or actually at a pizza pub, I think is what it was called, um, they didn't have Breckenridge beer, sadly. So I tried this like cider thing, and it was very sweet, very cidery, very fruity, and it was just a little too much. And as I was drinking it, I was thinking, man, I wish I had a Colorado core because it's got the fruitiness of a cider. You do have that apple taste, but it's got this like dryness and bubbliness that almost makes it have a champagne type feel. I don't know. It's just one of those things that you have to try to understand. It's super drinkable. It doesn't feel like you're drinking a bunch of sugar when you're having it. It is. It is so good. And all of Breckenridge beers are so good that, Ryan, we found out last night that someone almost got Breckenridge Brewery logo tattooed on their neck. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, it seemed like it came down between the Breck Brew logo and Bentley, and he he went with Bentley. I mean, right on the neck. You, we need to provide the context here. <laughs> we're standing in line, we're waiting to get on the plane, and this man, who was tatted from head to toe, yep, turned around to me. I was wearing a Breckenridge Brew uh, hoodie, and he said, "Is that your brand?" <laughs> Which was a very odd way to start the conversation. I didn't really even know what that meant. Like, is that your company? Yeah, I think he just meant, like, is that your, like, you know how, like, uh, Garrett Bowles has his own logo? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he was thinking along the lines of. Um, So he's like, is that your brand? And I was like, "Uh, no. (laughs) Um, This is just a company that my company partners with. That's like this awesome brewery out in Colorado. And he's like, oh, oh, cool. Long pause. (laughs) I just wanted to, I was just curious because I was about to get that tatted on my (laughs) neck. But instead I got this and like showed us his neck tattoo, which was the, like right on your Adam's apple (laughs) was the Bentley logo. Which is like a nightmare place to get, uh, for me at least. Yeah, that makes me like, (laughs) oh gosh, kind of like crunch my shoulders (laughs) together. Never let you see my neck again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he had, uh, the Bentley B tattooed right on the center (laughs) of his neck. Uh, which which, is supposed to be in the Breckenridge B. Yeah, it was. But he didn't know what Breckenridge was. Like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that cool of a logo, I guess? Yeah, it is pretty sick. Yeah. I always feel cool when I wear that hoodie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyways. <laughs> um. When he got that tattoo on his neck, or when he was contemplating this, he may have gone to the Green Solution in order to drum up some ideas, which has eight 
13 Colorado locations and is a place where you can get marijuana, edibles, concentrates, you name it. And the great thing about The Green Solution is their express checkout. It gets you in and out as fast as possible so there's no lines, no waiting for your products. So make sure to download their app and go to mygreensolution.com and use that magical code DNVR20 to get their magical products for 20% off your entire purchase. That's mygreensolution.com. All right. The first comment here comes in from Bolin Lovechild. Wow. Quite a name. Hey, guys. Listen to it yesterday. Listen to you yesterday debating trading for Diggs and being wary of his attitude and his impact on the locker room. It got me thinking about the top receivers in this draft and how they would rank on a diva scale. If the Broncos would be so lucky to be able to choose from all the top wideouts, how would you rank them as a locker room presence? Zero being someone like AB, who is immensely talented and can bring the whole team down with his antics. Ten being someone like Rod Smith, a consummate pro who lifts everybody up. Have there been any glimpses into these guys' personalities that would either lead you to draft them at 15 or take them completely off the board? Of the guys in the draft, the wide receivers? The top guys. I'm trying to think of red flags. Not that I know of. Here's the thing. You can definitely scratch the Alabama guys off of the diva list because right. they had to share the ball with each other the whole season, and they did it incredibly well with, with class and grace the whole way. And when we talked to the Alabama guys, and, and I'll throw LaVisca in there, um, I didn't get any vibes of these guys being divas or bringing the team down by any means. Yeah, LaVisca is the opposite of a diva. Um, he is most certainly a quiet guy who just kind of wants to go out there and do the talking with his play. Right. Um, you... We're with Rugs, who seem to have a bit more personality than probably mm -hmm. LaVisca or Judy, but did you get diva vibes? No, not at all. Not not dominating in a bad way at all. In fact, one of the things that um, Jerry Judy said about him was he's very talkative and very goofy. And goofy from diva wide receivers I know, and he said goofy in a good way. I don't think divas are goofy like that. I think goofy kind of means your teammates like you. They like being around you. You're a positive influence. Divas divas aren't that. Divas are goofy in a bad way in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's not, not goofy would be a weird term for a diva. Right, exactly. Forehead chimes in and says, "Fellas, I just want to say one very important thing. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. Can't wait to get myself up to Denver. I've been a fan since they played in the Coliseum in L.A. in 1989. My mom took me to see their practice on UCI campus, and afterwards I got all their autographs. Vance Johnson, Carl Mecklenburg, and the great John Elway. A fan was born. I mean, really. Who else did I have to root for? The Lambs? The Faders? Alas, I retire at the end of this year from 20 years in the Navy. Wow. And my wife plans on taking me up to Denver to see a home game. My first, but she has already seen one. Cry. And she's a Patriots fan. Arg. She's the best Pats fan I know. Sorry for the long post. Just letting you guys in on one bit of our lives. Keeping, opin keeping opinion about the Broncos. It's the best out there, and we love every bit of it. Okay, so that was the last thing. What's or this is the last thing. What's each of your favorite video games? Forehead. First of all, thank you for your service, man. Yes, that thank is, you. Uh, and congratulations. Yeah, and congrats. Um, we look forward to seeing you when you get out here. Um, favorite video game. Now, this is an interesting question because I feel like there's a bunch of different eras of video game. My 
original favorite video game was probably NFL Blitz. <laughs> yep. Um, so good. Uh, and then right now, my favorite video game is probably FIFA. Hmm. Yeah, that's a classic. In fact, the gameplay on FIFA is so smooth. No other sports video game has ever been able to live up to that, in my opinion. My favorite video game ever, probably NCAA football. Ooh. Which, That's a, sadly, certainly in the top five for me. You can't play anymore. Yes, RIP. Love all the Maddens, but that, that one took the cake. Man, back, I think it was with the N64, I love the James Bond games. Mm, yep, so Another fun. really good one. Goldeneye? Yep. Oh, it's hard to beat those. Gosh, the graphics were so bad. <laughs> Could you imagine if they just made that game on the new systems with great graphics and like the same gameplay? I want to say they tried at one point and they, didn't work. Yeah, they dropped the ball. Ah, I hate to hear that. Oh uh, man, there are so many greats. N sixty four was that your first like main system? Yep. So I remember having a, I want to say a Super Nintendo mm. when I was very young and like playing like Duck Hunt on it. <laughs> yep. Which that game was also incredible. <laughs> um, why don't they make stuff like that anymore? I don't know. Too basic. Maybe I don't know. Can you imagine like instead of like the little orange gun you have like a rifle yep <laughs> uh so that like i remember that but n64 was like when i had my own system and so all of those games give me intense nostalgia yep um and then yeah x the first xbox so many great ones oh, yeah but i i just i don't play very much anymore Mm-mm. which is sad I feel like it's because once you become a grown-up, you don't just have, like, you don't spend, like, all-nighters with your boys. Right. <laughs> Which yep. is when you just play so many video games. And there's there's just always something else you can do production-wise. Like, you're like, ah, oh, I do have five things. I should probably do those instead of play video games. Yep. It's sad. It is. From Manning's forehead, Zach softly speaking about snow and cathedrals is my new ASMR. DNMR, if you will. How about just DNVR AMSR? <laughs> ASMR. Oh, DNVR a- ASMR. Am I making your head tingle right now? <laughs> have this whole thing that I learned about today, ASMR, makes me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> which I yes. feel like is the opposite of the effect it's supposed to have. We weren't making you tingle yesterday, Ryan? No. Making me cringe a little. <laughs> but I think it's a compliment. I think. I think so, too. Yeah. To all of us, because we have another one of those coming in in a minute, which we'll get to in a second. T. Wood 16 says, so I'm way behind on the podcast from hip surgery at age 22. Dang. I feel like I'm... 75. But I'm currently listening to the podcast about power rankings, and Mace said that he only wears his Super Bowl ring to weddings. So, Mace, you're formally invited to my wedding. I guess Zach and RK can come to Boys Trip to Canada. Did not realize Tiger Woods was getting married. <laughs> At 22. Uh, in Canada. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm down. I will, I will say this. I, I've reached that point of my life where my entire summer is weddings. Oh, yes. Which I never understood why people were complaining about it. Because I have a lot of friends who are like four or five years older than me. Mm-hmm. And four or five years ago... They were saying, like, oh, my God, my whole summer is filled with weddings. Yeah. I, and I thought, like, that's awesome. Weddings have open bars and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but now I'm starting to realize, oh, this is kind of like, first of all, 
they co- it costs money. Oh yeah. Which I think is the number one reasons why anyone complains about like you a lot of them you got to go somewhere. Yep. Then if you're in the wedding, which I'm honored to be in 3 this Ooh. summer, uh you got to pay for the suit. <laughs> you got to go to the bachelor party. Yep. It's like man, the costs of these things really oh, yeah. start to add up. And oh it, yeah. In the end they are all really fun. Yep. But I, it is just like First of all, you're planning things months in advance, which I hate doing. <laughs> Zach knows this very well. Uh, and then, too, you got all this. You, you, it just costs a lot of money. Yeah, it certainly like, does I for, would maybe for, go for on, everyone. I would maybe go on one vacation in a summer. Mm-hmm. That, that's coming out of my own pocket. I already have three on the books. <laughs> And that's without even wanting to just go somewhere with my girlfriend. Now, are we talking, are those for the bachelor trips? Yeah. Or yeah, are yeah. those, where are they? All Vegas? No. One Vegas, one Lake Tahoe, mm. one, I don't think that one's been decided yet. Okay. Well, you're, you're spreading your wings. Yes. I like that. Should be fun. Seems like um, more detrimental to the body than even <laughs> Indianapolis is. I bet it will be. <laughs> but fun nonetheless. Next one here is from R.D. Dollywall. Hi, guys. I hope this finds you in good health. Uh, Generally. Yes. (laughs) With all the coronavirus going around and you guys being in a place where people are gathered from all over the world, I just had a few curious questions. Are you guys taking precautions or doing anything different from your normal routine? No. Nope. Not yet. You taking any extra vitamins? Maybe should be. Are people still shaking hands there? Are Are anyone wearing masks? I saw a few masks at the airport, but I feel like you kind of always see a couple of masks at the airport, but not. I haven't seen masks in, like, mass production yet. You know what I heard, though? My girlfriend told me last night that uh, you should stock up. She's heard that you should stock up on masks now because they're pretty much sold out everywhere. So I mean, if you find a mask, buy one. I would rather die than wear a mask. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn one. I'm being a little bit facetious there, but I, you won't catch me wearing a mask. And people are still shaking hands. Yeah. From from what I noticed. I think I'm going to drink an uh, uh, emergency after we I, get off the I, podcast. I, I think so. I'll bring a mask for you tomorrow. I just... Maybe I'm naive, but I think I'm just not paranoid. I I haven't been worried about it yet. But what, just in the past couple of days, the news articles have really ramped up. And I think the United States has, has really actually started doing preventative things to prevent fr- from this. I mean, it's entered the country already, but from spreading. So maybe in one week we're saying a different thing. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I just I, I don't get scared of, thi- of things. I don't know how to explain it. Like. This really got on my radar when it started when it, it crossed into the sports world because it might uh, force the Olympics to be canceled. Yeah, that's the first time I was like, "Whoa, this is for real." <laughs> yeah, um, that's just kind of the way I live. But hopefully, uh, now you kind of have me a little spooked. Um, <laughs> from Bronco and SF, not sure if it's because y'all are tired, but the soft tone of your voices is like Broncos ASMR. <laughs> I had never heard of this before today. <laughs> Little did you know what you were doing yesterday. I guess just tingling the people. (laughs) From the top of the head all the way down the spine. Weird. Uh, After getting out of the Denver bubble, 
How do you feel about your predictions for us making the playoffs next year? Did outside perspective reinforce your confidence or maybe bring you back to earth a little? It's an interesting question because my belief in Drew Locke was fortified. Whereas my belief in the rest of the offensive roster was took a negative hit. The, the problems on the offensive line were the number one thing people brought up about the Broncos other than Drew Locke. And so it seems like it's like a – I don't know. I guess it's just one thing could really hurt the other. Yeah, and we heard positives about the Broncos. We heard negatives about the Broncos. Right now, though, I don't feel like uh, maybe damper just a bit, but only only a slight amount because of the praise we heard for Drew. So I, I agree with you, though. Yeah. Next one coming in from The Count. Count. Uh, sorry, The Count. You don't get Mace's voice today. He says, true story. I one time literally ran into Natalie Portman coming out of a subway shop at Harvard Station while I was living in Boston. Clumsy old me slammed into someone only to turn and apologize and realize, realize it was Queen Amidala no herself. Idea what that is. I, of course, was rent, rendered speechless as she graciously accepted my apology and left me awash in the rivulets of her smile. Yeah, Love definitely. He's definitely going to miss Mace on that <laughs> one. Um, so, would you say that you ran into Natalie Portman in a port, man? <laughs> yeah, I was going to try something with Natalie. Couldn't think of anything. Mm, no. Nothing there. From Orange and Blue coming for you. Whew. Orange and Blue seems to be on the rise, and I'm thrilled about this next full season with Drew luck <laughs> but unfortunately i rarely get to celebrate big news or big wins with anyone because i live in the heart of the beast kansas city mm. i went to the snowstorm game in kansas city this year and heard a chiefs fan drunk yelling lock has a small <laughs> appendage repeatedly <laughs> i'm so ready for uh lock to win the division already all kc knows how to do is run their mouth and win a super bowl every 50 years Love listening to you guys, and I'm also a new subscriber this week. Hey, we, we got, got him. Bury the lead. I like it, Orange and Blue. I like it, too. All I will say is that um, reports would <laughs> – never mind. <laughs> <laughs> reports from that area would say otherwise. Yes, exactly. That's good. <laughs> EP Bronco. Guys, I've fallen in love with Jerry Judy, and I will be excited if he is a Bronco, but I would not like to see him go to the Raiders. Should the Broncos trade to pick 10 or 11 to take him? Or if Jerry, Judy, and Lamb are available at 10, just wait to see if one of those guys falls to you and take the other or and take him. And to Hank Hill's propane and propane accessories, I live in west side of El Paso, but went to Riverside High School from 2011 to 2015. Love what you guys do. Keep up the great work. Got a youngin' on our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, also, shout out Steven Montes, he of El Paso. Oh, you can't trade up for a wide receiver. I'm sorry. Really? I feel like you're changing your tune on that. I I am. I just, it seems, I'm trying to be smart. Because I, like EP Bronco, like to fall in love with players too and just say, like, do whatever you got to do to get them. But I don't think NFL teams are going to think that way here. I don't think, so maybe it's not you can't, I just don't think they will. I, I can't imagine... So Judy, we assume, is going to be the first one taken, right? Yep. So if Should he's be. fallen all the way to 10, 
wouldn't that encourage you to wait even more? Right. Yeah. Because now you're saying, okay, there's not going to be some massive run on wide receivers before we get to pick. And let's say let's let's say Ruggs is off the board at ten, and you have Judy and Lamb there at eleven. Do you roll the dice hoping one of them falls to you, and you're okay with either of them? So that it depends on how scenario. much you. It depends on your evaluation. If you have have evaluated uh, Judy to be so much better than Lamb, then you might have to jump. But if you've said these two guys are both incredible and fantastic players. Then what you would do is you wait until one of them goes off the board. And then if there's a team that wants a wide receiver in front of you, then you might feel like you have to jump them. I agree. Because once the top three are gone, it does feel like now we're talking about end of first round guys. I agree. And I'm willing to trade any third round picks to move up in the first round. I'm speaking like one of those, but Mace probably would say the last one. I don't care if it's the first one to move up to get him. I don't want to give a second to move up to get a wide receiver because it is such a deep class. So move up as far as you can with one third. Okay. I'm on board with that. And if that's two spots, because at 13, one of those guys or at 12, one of those guys goes and you move up to 13 to guarantee yourself the other one, then yeah, I'm okay with that. But keep that second round pick. From Iceman. Hey friends, Mace, my offensive lineman remark was meant as we two agree. John has to build the nest for Drew. If you guys watch the Broncos.com Elway presser, let me know if you guys see what I just did. Just wondering. <laughs> Any words about Werfs? Go Denver, Dalton, Drew, and DNVR. I like Werfs. Yeah. Yeah. I like Werfs too. And if he's there, I think that's the pick right now. Mm. I think it's the pick, and it's also the pick that I would have as well. So go Werfs. Go Werfs, Iceman, <laughs> DNVR. Miss Iceman. And the comment section. <laughs> Next one from Denveria. Guys, I promise I will type quietly. Or, yeah, go quietly. I get it. If you say there was only optimism about Drew Locke during the combine, then why is it he rated so low by the same people in those quarterback ra- ratings at the moment? Doesn't make sense to me. By what people? It's, we're, t- we're not talking to media members. Right. We're talking to coaches. I would say we're talking to people that know more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that answers your question. Hope you catch some rest. Thanks for the hard work. I hope you had a blast nonetheless. Oh, we did all of those. Not much sleep, tired, and tons of fun. Absolutely. From Attack Parrot. Hey, guys, don't comment often, but I figured I'd ask a question and tell a short story. I don't think you know how to do a blue. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe so. The bloof is only a little bit shorter than the story, so I think (laughs) we'll just go to the full story. Okay, short story. I listen to the pods every day in the morning when I drop my son off at daycare. This has been going on for about three years now, about as long as we've been doing the pod together. Anyway, a couple years ago when he was two, he said to me, Daddy, play my favorite song. I was taken aback for a second and went through the standard nursery song list, and he got agitated. Finally, he said, No, Daddy, play the skin to me down song (laughs) it took me a second then i realized it was nothing it was none other than pleasure horses lonely on the weekend it was his absolute favorite song he said uh to me he loved listening to the talking guys but really loved listening to the song at the end basically you guys are helping my me bring my son up right 
down here in SoCal. Broncos, DNVR, and Pleasure Horse for the win. Hey, and Attack Parrot for the win. That's a great. That's a great story. Yep. It's keeping me down. It's getting me down. Oh. It's okay. getting me down. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, that That is hilarious. Great story. Usually the intro song is more of a hit with the kids. Right. Yeah, it is. But we'll take both. Yeah, we Pleasure horse. Coming, Killing it. Coming through again. Mouse Rat says, yo, fellas, important question. Do any of you toast your Pop-Tarts and put butter on them? Let it melt, then eat it while warm. I did this in my in-laws, and everyone was shocked. I have a soft spot for bowls. I don't know why. Thanks for the continued great work, guys. I see what he was doing. He was buttering us up with that comment about Pop-Tarts before just popping that in with bowls. Mm. Nice. So do you toast your Pop-Tarts no. and then butter them? No, we don't need to add. I mean, I actually, sometimes Pop-Tarts can be a little dry, so I can see what why you would think to do this. That sounds delicious. Oh, man, that sounds good. Am I right or Amarillo? I got your reference, RK. Now, Joe Flacco could guest star on South Park. Lamar Andrew, they took my jeep. Did you get that? Yes. I don't, I don't get the reference. Okay, the, the episode is about how, uh, I th- uh, well, it's about immigrants taking the jobs of these, like, viney white people okay and so they just keep saying they took our dirt oh they're aliens that's what they are okay. alien immigrants okay illegal yep. alien yeah yeah yep. <laughs> and so he says uh lamar and drew they took my jeep because that's what yeah because joe flacco right and then the responding chorus they, they took, took his jeep <laughs> that was a little messy for mountain drew my bad on the Mike Kliss comment. Didn't realize the pod is going to be in a public setting, but made for a good laugh. Thanks for the great coverage as always. <laughs> we love you, Mountain Drew. Mr. Undrafted. Hey, guys, thanks for all the hard work you guys do. If you guys had the third overall pick like the Lions do and already have a good quarterback, do you think you could get more for trading that pick or drafting a player you know all the teams want and then trading that player to a team you want something from? Hmm. Once you draft a player... Then it just makes it pretty. Uh, I, I would say it's much easier to just trade the pick. Yeah, I'm with you. From Larry Den Jr. Sorry for two comments exceeding my 200 limit. My bad. I'll be brief if necessary. Oh, brief but necessary. <laughs> Judging from what the Broncos want to improve on offense, how many of the picks do you think we keep? O line and wide receivers number one, I'm sure, but they also want to upgrade running back. Uh, a little now and they want several o-linemen we need to get younger at d-line and db is whole is a hole out of the 11 12 i don't know what that means um how many do you think we keep because vic sounded like they intend to use them all i'm gonna say nine uh, that's a good number i'm gonna say there's two trades and one of those trades involves two additional picks and another one involves one so Two trades, you lose three picks, which is a good thing. Fine. Uh, from Nathan D. Hey, fellas. So with all the different scenarios I've heard lately, I wanted to see what you guys think about this. Knowing we might most likely have close to $80 million this year, sign Byron Jones to replace Chris Harris, and then either sign Amari Cooper or give up a third and trade for Diggs. Also sounds like there's a real chance for the top wide receivers to be gone by the time we draft. So one of the OTs could be there. Let's scoop up Biotish or Cushenberry in the second. Mm. 
to go into both of these last two questions, I just I think the Broncos are like we've talked about. They're going to pay in free agency for defense, and they're going to jump for offense in the draft. Um, so that's why I don't necessarily see Amari or Diggs. But I think there is a chance that three wide receivers go before the Broncos pick. And that does mean that there's probably a top offensive tackle available. So I think they just they have the flexibility to take what falls to them. Yeah, who would you rather have, sign Amari Cooper or trade a third for Diggs? Trade a third for Diggs. I would too. I would too. Next one coming in from the Donkey. Gentlemen, today I have a simple question. Who is your guy? The only restriction is that he can realistically be on the Broncos roster at the start of the season, so free agency and draftees can be included if that's how you feel. Mine is Justin Simmons. I absolutely love the progress he has made, and I only see upside the longer he is with Vic. Hope you three had a great trip. Who's your guy? (sighs) My guy will be Henry Ruggs. Okay. Even including free agency. Um, my guy was Chris Jones. Yeah, sorry about that. Sounds like that's not happening by all accounts. So, since I haven't had time to stew on this yet, I'm going to say my guy is Jerry Judy. Okay, I like that. But, I like I like that a lot. But that's a little less realistic than yours. And free agent, my guy right now, I'm going to go Calais Campbell. I, you know what? I thought of him too. Um, that would be great yeah that would be great and man i think he'd be a little cheaper than some of these other guys not that you'd be getting a big discount but man i'd love that shout out to green mountain dental group they're located in lakewood and they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area and what's really cool about them is they're also colorado sports fans just like us and that's how they found us just like many of you uh and what's also awesome is if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. I actually, myself, am going in for a cleaning x-ray and exam. Hey, free Sonicare toothbrush coming your way. Yeah. Uh, they're a longtime DNVR partner. We love them. You love them. That's how we do it. Next one coming in from... Sir James Radio? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you stopped it for a second. No, 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 no. Hey, guys, this question is for both of... Verse is for both you three and anyone else that wants to get on on it. Do you have any cool sports hardware or memorabilia? We all know that Mace has Holy Grail in his Super Bowl 50 ring. What about anything else? I personally have two semi-pro championship rings from back-to-back undefeated seasons. Nice. I was only the I was only the announcer and always strive to not make anything about me, so I wasn't thinking anything after the first one. When the owner of the team asked me for my ring size because she was proud of the work I did for the entire organization, I don't wear them often, but man, they look great in my display case. I have... To me, that's not memorabilia. Those are like personal... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Heirlooms or something <laughs> like that. Yes. Um, I They're do- trophies. Yeah, I do have um, some state championship rings. Nothing, no, uh, nothing bigger than that. Uh, but in terms of sports memorabilia, I have tons and tons and tons because when I was a kid, I just collected it. So I've got you know John Elway signed jersey, John Elway signed um, Sports Illustrated cover, 
I've got uh, Terrell Davis's autograph. I've got Clinton Portis's autograph. I've got Todd Helton, Larry Walker, Dante Bichette. Like I just I have boxes and boxes full of this stuff. Yep, yep. I'm pretty similar to you. I got Todd Helton signed ball. I have um, a Avalanche hat that was signed. Uh, by the Stanley Cup team, which is which is awesome. I have an Ed McCaffrey signed thing. I have a Peyton Manning signed football. And the one thing that's hanging in my room, which is this, very weird that this is the one thing that happens to be hanging, but it happened to be the right size for in my room, is a Manny Ramirez signed picture. That is very random. <laughs> my brother was a big Manny Ramirez fan uh, back in the day. And then he realized he didn't like sports. So he got that when he was still a Manny Ramirez fan. Not really a sports guy anymore. So I took it, and it was the only thing that fit this size. So it's there. Okay. (laughs) The weirdest thing I have in terms of an autograph is Alfonso Soriano. Wow. Who um, bought an apartment in New York City from my aunt and uncle. And when... When he moved, like that was right when he went to the Yankees. Yeah. And so when he moved in, my aunt asked him to sign a picture for me. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Very random, too. Official, official Fink. Official Fink. Official Fink says Zach's rendition of ASMR at the beginning made me laugh so hard and also cringe. I'm curious what it was about you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were all doing it. Apparently, you have the ASMR voice <laughs> because all the rest of us did it. I'll be dropping that in here and there. All right. So get ready for the tingles. From Micah Pexa. Mace is correct in the way he pronounces Hawaii. The apostrophe he referred to is called a Okino. Okina, sorry. I get yelled at again for pronunciating, pronun- pronunciating something wrong. <laughs> Pronouncing? That's the word. Yep, there it uh, is. And acts like a glottal stop, the pause in your throat that he mentioned. Traditionally, the W is pronounced as a V, but very few people pronounce it that way these days keep pronouncing it your way mace the bastardized way that zach and ryan say it makes our ears bleed go broncos what do you mean i always say hawaii i've always said that it would more be like hawaii hawaii yeah okay here's my uh my personal thing with stuff like this i don't like like if someone from hawaii says it the right way it sounds great to me because it's natural for them. They've always said it that way. So it 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 just gives off a different vibe than if someone who's not from there tries to say it their way. I completely agree. And I understand that when people try to say it, they're trying to be respectful. Um, but I know a few people in, throughout my whole life that, that have done this. And to me, I know they're trying to be respectful but I've always just got the vibe that it almost feels a little disrespectful. And it sounds like Micah doesn't feel that way. Right. I assume that he has ties. Um, to me, I just feel like I'm trying too hard and it comes off sounding terrible. Like, Which it, it definitely does when I do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's like when people say they, they want to go get pho. I'm just like, <laughs> you sound douchey. Yes, I totally agree. I totally <laughs> like, agree. I know I'm saying it wrong, but I just, let's go get some pho. Yeah, I agree. Because I, then it doesn't sound like I'm trying to do, yeah. to do something that I can't do. It would be like, 
what's a good example? Like, it would be like if I was talking about it, and I'm just like, big game for the Rockies today. Uh, they're taking on the Diamondbacks, and they have Herman Marquez <laughs> on the mound. You know what I mean? Like, I, You're 100% I right. so stupid. <laughs> Trying to say it the right way. <laughs> it, it's You're so right. Oh, man. And that's been a pet peeve of mine my entire life. So I'm sorry to anyone out there, especially Micah Pexa, but I probably won't be saying it like that. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. It still gets You still hear the double I. Yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. I don't like when people say Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Yeah, that almost, you're like, wait, what? Like Hawaii Leonard. Hawaii. <laughs> Speaking of laughs, his laugh. Uh, I can't think of his laugh right now. <laughs> so I was going to do it. but <laughs> Greatest show on dirt. And guys, this is an awesome um, one to show our community. Uh, he, he starts off and says, hopefully comments aren't too long today. We always got time for this. But I did want to reach out to you guys. I'm not active on here by any means, but I listen to the pod religiously and wanted to let you know how you've helped me get through things of late. A few weeks ago, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 28. We have surgery and potentially chemo in the coming weeks, and our lives will be changed forever. When I'm alone, I become an emotional wreck, but I'm, not try- but I'm trying to be strong for her. With you three as part of my daily routine, I get out of my own head and leave some of the problems behind for close to one and a half to two hours per day, and I'm thankful for all of you. I love that you guys and the community provide for a lifelong Broncos fan halfway across the country in the toughest time of my life. Until next time, TLDR, life sucks, but you guys are always awesome. And I'm so, so happy that we can help you through this tough time, and I'm, I'm really thinking of you and your wife um, because cancer sucks, man. And I'm sorry that you guys are having to deal with that right now. But uh, obviously, the whole community is with you. And uh, any comedic relief or anything we can provide you uh, means a lot. And, and obviously, we'll be here for you whenever we can. Exactly. You know we're always here. We're thinking about you every single pond. Greatest show on dirt. And, and good luck to you and your wife. And, and thanks for really letting us um, be with you on this journey. Absolutely. Next one's from Oklahoma Bronco 58. He says, hey, guys, I just want to know what Mace's level of arousal was when he finally got a chance to talk to Tyler Biotish. Was he giddy like a kid in a candy store, or did he play it cool like a guy talking to his crush but not making it obvious like that he likes his crush? These are the questions that the people really seek at the Combine. Well, we weren't with Mace when he was talking to Tyler Biotish. So Intentionally. We, we just had to let him have his time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't want to third and fourth wheel it. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted it to be very personal between them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will say he uh, he was tweeting more about Biotish than he tweeted about any other prospect. I'll also say this. Knowing what I know about Mace, he always gets giddy like a kid in a candy store more than um, play it cool guy talking to his <laughs> Yes, it's 100% <laughs> true. Lidvasky says, he all O-line question. What is, why is Elway so pressed not to sign McGovern? We are saving money from letting Leary go. Hell, we could even choose not to pick up the fifth-year option from Bowles and at least have a second solid starter on the line. I feel like he can go to guard or continue playing center. It just seems to make sense unless we can pay for someone that may more substantial be that may be better in free agency. Are we really going to find an interior lineman who is better for around the same price? Also, would y'all pick up Amari Cooper with the fact that he would be making more than $15 million? Lots of questions on offense to be answered, as always. Thanks, as always. 
Uh, I don't think people in the Broncos organization think Connor McGovern is that good. Plain and simple. Yep. And also, I think that they believe Patrick Morris can be nearly just as good for a tenth of the price. Yeah. I don't. I mean, the Broncos. Connor McGovern was a fifth. Yeah. Um, who was the other guy? Matt Paradis was a sixth. <laughs> yep. So I just think John thinks that centers grow on trees, and you can find them wherever. And especially with Mike Munchak, I don't think I don't think he's worried about that. Uh, Mari Cooper, I'm not paying him 15. I, that that's why Amari Cooper is is a really good player. I personally don't think he's great. I certainly don't think he's elite, and you're gonna have to pay him elite money. And my rule, you pay elite players elite money. You don't pay really good players elite money, and he's going to get elite money. So, yeah, I would want him on my team for the right price, but I'm just realistic with it. There's not going to be a right price with Amari Cooper. From True Champ Fan 24 friends, just a friendly reminder, driving faster than the posted speed limit will get you a nice little fine, LOL. I didn't want that money. (laughs) And to you who's listening to this as you drive in your car, slow down a little. Yeah, yeah, probably good advice. And uh, if you get a parking ticket, pay it, or the Oakland Raiders will find out. Share the story. (laughs) Let me pull it up right here. Uh, A prospect at the NFL Combine this week was preparing for a bunch of weird questions that could be thrown his way because teams, silly enough, do that. And Ross Blacklock uh, said he was prepared for those until the Oakland Raiders said that he had 37 parking tickets and he didn't know about a single one of them. Lies. (laughs) We have someone literally lying on the stand. And then do you want to literally on the stand? And then uh, it was followed up that these parking tickets – we're paid. L- what? Liar. Liar. <laughs> he's off the board. What does he play? He's off the board. I think he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, he's done. Goodbye. I agree. Yeah, he just he lied to the Oakland Raiders. We're not talking one parking ticket or two. You can convince me that maybe you got two parking tickets and they blew off your car. Well, you didn't pay them. So just right there, that's a lie. 37? He's lying. We got a liar on our hands. Yeah, we do. You know where... uh, There is no possible way to accumulate 37 parking tickets without knowing about them. And have them paid. And have them paid. (laughs) And honestly, if you paid for them, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you kind of live recklessly, but (laughs) if you're just going to park wherever you want and you're fine to pay the ticket when you get it, more power to you, man. It's expensive parking, but... Some people are willing to pay a little bit more for a good parking spot. It, it's really true. I have to apologize to offensive linemen out there. He's on the defensive line. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Offensive linemen do seem like they could be more trustworthy than defensive mm, linemen. They really do. He's from TCU. So TCU, according to him, racked up a lot of money from him, even though he didn't know that he was giving them money. He's a liar. <laughs> calling it like i see it yeah he things don't add up there i guess maybe lie liar is a strong term he is opting not to share information is there a difference between a liar and telling a lie yes okay well he definitely told a liar too right there. well one how many lies do you get to tell before you become a liar? <laughs> right because everyone's told a lie before 
It's true. So is everyone a liar or is there a threshold? Is it like a certain number a day, a week, a year you get? Is it the fiscal year? Is it 2020? You know, how did these things work? <laughs> how many lies do you get at the combine? <laughs> how many lies do you get? What is the bar for lying? One lie a month? Is that that feels heavy to me? That does. In what what extent? You know, is it if your mom right, asked like, you if you ate the carrots or if you threw them away? Is that a big lie, or if you know something big happens? Right, or like um, your girlfriend asks you where you want to eat, and you say I don't care, even though you might have somewhere in mind. <laughs> right. Is that a lie? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it seems a lot different. We need to classify these lies in tiers. So maybe right. you're allowed like three tier four lies. Like a speeding ticket. Like they have, depending on the severity, it's, you know, a small lie is worth one point. Right, 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 a right. A big lie is, you know, worth four. Like the cop comes up to the window and says, do you know how fast you were going back there? <laughs> and you say no, even though you didn't know, that's, you lied. Yep, and that's a one point. So that's, that's a one-point one point lie. lie. <laughs> so how many points do you get per month? Oh, man. Well, what, what's a five? Or what's, what's the most intense lie? Outside of, like, murdering someone. Like a normal daily big lie. A big lie that you could tell. Like lying? Like telling, like calling in sick right. when you aren't? Yeah. I would say that's, like, an extreme one for being not murdering someone. Okay, that's a. I would call that a three-point lie. A three-point lie. And I say you get three points per month. Okay. Okay, I like that. I think a lot of people are failing. <laughs> I think a lot of people lie, are liars. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. Yeah. Gosh, living life once, you know, just learning the hard way growing up, once you throw one lie out there, Oh man, you just live your life. <laughs> At least me, I live my life just with my stomach like turned upside down. Okay, I'm giving us a project. Now we might fail on this project, mm. but starting today, on next Thursday's podcast, mm. you have to share how many points you've accumulated. Okay, what's g give me an idea of what a two is? A two point lie in between. Lying about like your health, not caring. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, I was saying like you call in sick. Uh huh. That's right, a three right, point right, lie. Right. The intense is three, and saying you don't care where you eat, even though you do, is a one point lie. What's a two point lie? A two point lie. I've got it. I've got it. Is you you're running late? And you tell someone you're on your way if you are. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. Or uh, I was also thinking maybe this falls in the two-point category. Uh, you told your girlfriend you were going to empty the dishwasher, and she comes home, dishwasher's not empty, and you're like, I just had no time. Oh, that's, you were on Instagram for 30 minutes. That's definitely a two-point lie. Yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and we have, So we have three. So we start right now with three points. If we're at zero, are we safe next week? Or do we have yes. to stay above? The, okay, you yes. can't go negative. Yep. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't, I don't really don't know what to expect. Like, maybe three was way too low. Or maybe it's perfect. Maybe we're honest. All right. Try to remember. 
I'm gonna I'm I'm really gonna have to remember with the one pointers because I do that with food a lot. <laughs> I do that with food a lot. <laughs> I feel like when I say that, I actually mean it. It's just what do you? How do you make out? Like I don't care. What do you want for food right now? I don't. Where do you want to go? I don't care. And don't you think it makes sense that anything that's more extreme than like saying you're, what I think is, is there someone, is there a victim of the lie? When you say right. you don't care what you want to eat, there's actually, it's a victimless lie. It is. It is. If you say you're running, you're on your way when you're running late and you aren't, there's a victim there because there the person that's waiting for you is now pushed back and yep. their time is thrown off. If you call in sick when you're not actually sick, that's obviously victim probably victims and it's way more extreme right ah. <laughs> which leads us is there a zero is is that as a half are we is 1.2 high for the yeah. food lie the victimless lie i think it is so what would a one be then no i think we're leaving that as a one okay okay because it is still dishonest now are we stopping if we get to zero or if we get to the negatives or are we going to continue to rack up the negatives just to see our oh yeah score? you got to come back and say <laughs> I was a negative four. And what if you lie about that? What is that? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a two-point lie. A two-point lie. Man, we're going to be honest. Week of honesty. Everyone has to track their points. <laughs> I love this. I do, too. I wanna, I'm want. i curious to see because I think that you mi we might do it less than we think. We might do it right. more than we think. Yeah, this will be eye-opening. All right. Thanks for... Uh, Opening up the honesty tree here, <laughs> true champ fan. And next one coming in from World of Suck, and hopefully we're not living in that one week from now with our realization of how honest we are. True. It says draft proposal. While I do, or while I do enjoy dreaming of CD Judy or Rugs catching deep balls from Drew, and while I understand the value of Andrew Thomas, Jarek Wills, or Tristan Wirfs, I want to trade down, move back from fifteen to somewhere between twenty-five or twenty and twenty-five, and you may still get one of those guys. Worst case scenario, you'll still be within reach of guys like LaVisca and Jalen Rieger at receiver or guys like Austin Jackson and Josh Jones at tackle. Then you use an extra second rounder to pick up a guy like Cushenberry, Hamler, Mims, or Prince. Use a second rounder you've already got to continue to fill out receiver and O-line. Now, we need to consolidate picks at some point, especially if John trades back into the first. <gasps> Solution? Or trades down into the first. Take two of those third-round picks, package them together with one of those worthless seventh-round comp picks, and move back into the end of the second round. Grab whoever is slipping down the board, regardless of position, a pure PBA pick. Suddenly, the Broncos are walking away with three second-round selections, likely all in the top 50 on John's board. Now, here's where you may be doubting me. World of suck. Why in the world would you value the second-round picks so much? Real simple. Cortland Sutton, Dalton Reisner, and Drew frickin' Locke. Well, that's a very convincing argument at the end, for sure. Oh, you just have so much value already. I think you just package two of those thirds to move up into the second. Then you have two seconds and a first still. Trading back in this draft makes no sense to me. You already have more picks than you need. So you... Everything you should be doing should be focused on moving upwards. Yeah. From Flackaholics Anonymous. Hey, friends. First, let me start by also telling RK how much I appreciate all the work you put in as you were not on the pod when I commented for the first time last week. 
You three are awesome and seem and the seemingly limitless amounts of great content that DNVR puts out on the entire Denver sports scene is quite impressive. Now for a question. What is your worst and best interaction with a professional athlete that you guys have met? Wow. Best interaction. Wow. That's a really hard question. Like in a professional way? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm thinking that this would be in like an outside of the, the, the media setting type of situation. Okay. Because most of these guys are good to us when we meet them. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to think on this one. I don't have anything that's jumping out to me. I have run in when I was a kid, I ran into John Lynch in the grocery store on multiple occasions. And he was always such a nice guy. I never wanted to make a big deal of it, it was with my dad. Every time never wanted to make a big deal of it. And he was just such a nice down to earth guy shopping at Safeway for his family. So, I mean, that was kind of just one out of the blue that that happened a couple times so props to john lynch for that um a bad one can't think of any off the top of my head i was walking up a stairwell in indianapolis this week and saw roger goodell and i said hey roger and he just kind of and i was walking right right behind ryan and did not see roger goodell i don't know how i missed him (laughs) that's about as good as i can do in terms of a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Are you shocked by that? No. No, I'm not. I, it actually f- makes me feel better about my feelings. <laughs> and I think last one coming here from D-Dubs. Wait, there's oh. more. There's more. Oh. I was lucky enough to meet Dalton Reisner last year, and he almost immediately became one of my favorite players due to his kind down-to-earth disposition off the field while becoming a complete animal on the field. Not to mention he subscribes to DNVR. <laughs> this can be either you this could be either before or after you entered the realm of journalism. I would love to hear Mace's answer about the coverage of the comp. Oh, but his coverage of the combine is a bit more in person. I love when someone listened. He knew that Mace yes. wasn't going to be on today. Yes. Thanks for all that you do. I'm very happy. I finally subscribed. Regards from Bronco land, Flackaholics Anonymous. We love you, Flackaholics Anonymous. We're so happy you subscribed as well. Great comment. Next one coming in from D-Dubs. Hey, fellas, no Broncos-related comment this time, but just wanted to throw a line out there. My work allows me some inside knowledge on new products coming from a certain damn good sponsor. If y'all are ever curious about some new products set for release, just let me know and I can take a trip to the DMs. Let's just say I'm pretty stoked for what's coming soon. Wow. Hit us up. Yeah, my actually, I opened my DMs. I didn't know my DMs were closed. I certainly had never closed my DMs before. Mm. I wonder if, like, once you cross a certain threshold of followers, they close automatically? or I think they're just initially closed. Initially closed and you have to open. I thought it was the opposite. I thought they were open you had to until close closed. So my DMs are open now. There you go. All right. Well, yeah, hit us up with the DMs. I can't wait to hear what this random sponsor has in store for us. But I'll tell you what Davidson's has in store for you. And that is two locations, Centennial and Highlands Ranch. I know that they have a locally owned uh, liquor store that is massive. I know that they have a massive selection to carry out your favorite Breckenridge brews. And I know that they offer delivery to your door. And I know that if you download their app today for incredible deals and sign up for their loyalty program. And if you're lazy, they can deliver that booze right to you. 
So check out Davidson's and download that app today. And for us, that's going to wrap it up on today's podcast. An interesting one that went down many a rabbit hole. But sometimes those are the best ones. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.